Hey guys, this is Dan the GM, and I am welcoming you to What the Dice. And this is episode 72. And because it ends with the two, that means shout out time. Well, before I do that, I want to apologize for this week's audio. You'll notice some strange audio glitching and some weird sounds near the end of the episode. Well, our show had some tech gremlins, and those tech gremlins were brought to you by Faye. Who's Faye? Well, you see, we had another player drop a coin in the slot. But enough about that, you'll find out more about her later. But let me tell you about our shout out of 72. So there's this podcast called Geezers of the Game Podcast. These guys did us a really big favor and gave us a shout out a while ago and unfortunately I didn't have the time to slip them in earlier. So here they are. Let me tell you a bit about them. These guys are old school players. They come back from an era before my time, probably before some of y'all's time, but they are some great guys. They always want to talk to us about how we can level up our games and what we can do to make ourselves more available for other gamers. You should definitely check them out. It's Geezers of the Game Podcast. If you're over on Twitter, you can follow them by searching at GotGShow. And as always, I will have all the descriptions, not only on our website, but in the description of this episode. As we walk up the coast that we have walked up many, many times before, we see the campfire lit, and behind it, the storyteller, sitting, flipping through the journal that's in his lap, and humming lightly to himself. As we approach, he gives us a warm smile. Ah, my friends, welcome, welcome. Have a seat. Now, as you might remember, Last time we spoke, a strange woman has not only found her way into the Institute of Extraplanar Studies, but has ingratiated herself with the Rat Scholar, and has made her way not only to the Dark City, but inside the murder, and is waiting for them. As the team argues and convinces the Murdoch crew to let them keep some items, we get back with them and see what kind of friendship blooms from the darkness. I'm going to give you a quick synopsis of what happened in the last episode. Yes, please. You all arrived at the Dock City, which did not get a name. After dealing with the TSA of our whatever place this is, you finally made it on board the luxury airship, luxury Zeppelin, known as the Murdoch. That, as you guys have found out during 
The TSA conversation has had over 500 flights without a single incident. So all of your equipment that is weapon-based has been checked in and is secured. That is literally all that happened in a nutshell. Okay. Okay. And you know, for a name for your your uh, city, you could just call it Harbor Town. Yeah, might be a good idea. I like Harbor Town. But wouldn't it Harbor mean water instead of a, you know airport? Shh, so, just let it happen. Not necessarily. <laughs> it doesn't happen often, does it? As the three of you enter on board the ship, this would remind Defibulus of the luxury hotels that he has seen. Except it is all card games and games of chance, at least on this first floor. A steward approaches you, giving you a deep bow. He explains that his name is Terry and that he is going to show you to your rooms. Kalila's just kind of haphazardly nodding while looking around like, well, this is... What? She's never been in... What? A Zeppelin or a flying ship or things such as fancy as this. So she's just kind of haphazardly walking around looking. Defibulous will grab both Kalila and Clyde. Look at this place! This is amazing! When he says amazing, Clyde detects evil. There are no evil deities. Well... No. Deities? It's just evil people. As you walk past the kitchen area, let me actually throw you guys onto that map. Yeah, like what floor are we coming in on? I'm going to get that to you now. All right. So as you are brought on board, you are brought on board the casino level. Clyde, with your detect evil, you do sense some evil coming from the kitchen area. Evil kitchen. Must investigate. I will inform my two comrades that there is some evil in the kitchen. Okay. Really? Maybe they're just making a really evil sandwich. Well, what would it take to make an evil sandwich? Some wicked ingredients. Okay, I see where we are at. So he wants to head... Well, fine. While exploring, I'll follow Clyde in the general direction of the kitchen since there's something evil. So the steward gives you a nod and lets you go about and do what you want to do. So I'm assuming we're going to detect, figure out why there's evil in the kitchen, right? Yes, I am. At least this way I can put like a, a visual on the evil. I don't have to deal with it right, well, right now, but at least I know what the evil is. Must satisfy the curiosity. Tell you, it's a wicked sandwich. All right. Like I said, Kalila's just kind of following behind Clyde. I mean, no one's screaming, no one's bleeding, no one. So she's just like, eh, all right, following Yet. him. Yeah, yet, of course. As you enter into the kitchen area, you see a small crate by the fire pit. Around you, there are clockwork robots that are working busily, preparing different types of food. Is it coming from the crate? It is coming from the crate. Do you guys see these clockwork guys? These guys are cool. I um, asked the steward to come over here. He approaches you. And I ask him who is the um, general manager of the kitchen cooking 
area in the, uh, uh, I guess the boxes of such crates and everything. He gives you a strange look and he goes, well, the first mate checks in the boxes and ensures that the crates have been delivered, unopened, and will check supplies once they are starting to be loaded. May I um, speak with him or um, someone of that nature that might be able to uh, get word to him? I know he's probably very busy, but it's something that um, I need to address um, immediately before we uh, set off. I am going to be your contact for things of such nature. Captain and the flight crew are usually not to be disturbed during flight. How can I help you? Um, I am a formal paladin, um, just to, you know, have a background and from my, uh, detections of being a good paladin, there is something that is resounding with an actual evil presence from this, from this crate right here. Well, if you wish, you may open it. I can stand here and ensure that you do not pour or add anything to our supplies all right i will all right which while he was uh talking with the the steward guy kalila would have heard the fibulas being like these guys are amazing and kalila going i don't understand what they are while watching them buzz around oh defibulous will not have to have an opportunity to such and he will explain the whole <laughs> craziness of clockwork automation automatons to her and their amazingness and usefulness now, mind you, she still is keeping an attentive eye and ear on Clyde because he's addressing something evil and it's in a crate, and she's just as curious about it as, as well. So she is kind of like nudging the fibulous, like, just a second, we're about to open the crate. Right. Clyde, can I get a strength check? But of course. Wait, the, the crate's nailed down still? Oh, oh, I've got a 19 on my roll, so uh, that's going to be a 23. You were able to pry the lid off with great ease. Inside, you see onions. Uh, may I have one of the bots um, take out the onions? Because it's probably something that's inside, and I don't want to you know, touch all the food sources. The steward gives a command to the bot that begins to skillfully remove each onion and stack them very ornately in their place in the cup uh, kitchen area. Is there anything else in the box? As he lifts down and picks up one of the onions, it is glowing that it is evil. That one. Whatever is um, contacted with that one, that one is actually giving off a profound evil aura. Wait, is gonna her ears are gonna perk up. She goes, are you telling me that that's an evil onion? Or something is attached to it spiritually. A possessed onion. Can you possess an onion? If you can possess a doll, why can't you possess an onion? I mean, yeah, you had a point there. So, wicked ingredients. Just like I said. That, uh, good one, but... Do uh. it goes well, then we can throw it out and just tell the staff that it was a bad onion. I think he wants to vanquish it. Of course I want to vanquish it. Bad onions. You're going to smite the onion. I am actually going to ask <laughs> if I can have a private spot 
on the bow or, or anything, and I'm going to smite it. Stuart looks at you very strangely and nods slowly as Terry escorts you out to a private area, which would be the uh, the wraparound deck on the outside. He secures the door and says, when you are ready, just knock and I will let you back in, sir. Perfect. I'm going to smite it. Hey, Clyde. Oh, sorry, what? Is this how paladins cook their onions? By smiting them or something? It's quite possible. I'm not sure. I'm the only paladin that's probably ever that I have seen do this with an onion, but we'll find out. Kalila's watching just to see if the onion explodes. Oh, God. Um, I got a 19 <laughs> on the roll. Okay, unarmed, I don't have a 19 to 20 crit. So, I got a 19 on the roll, so that means I have a 28 to hit. Alright, it's an onion that is just sitting there. You have uh, successfully vanquished the onion. What did you hit it with? So I don't have any other evil feelings from this onion or in the area? N nope. It was an evil onion. I want to know how he vanquished it. Did he stab it with something or punch it or like bless it? Like what, what happened I have here? a gauntlet that I'm always wearing and Smite just um, imbues my attack. So I basically wholly imbued my gauntlet and hit it okay so you punched an onion yep or yep, slapped basically. it just back. No, no. Please, please tell me you slapped it just no th think of it this way it was a really force for a hug <laughs> um i'm also gonna need a fort save from you <laughs> Why? oh it's an onion an onion formerly evil onion dude <laughs> uh my fort save is a 33 Okay, you are not crying, but you reek of onion. <laughs> I'm okay with this. So, was it worth exercising your onion? As Kalila behind the glass, hold on, as Kalila behind the glass is just patting on her hips, hoping that she still has the water skin and it's not on Clyde. I do not know who has it. It's in the bag of holding, so I have the bag of holding. Balls. So I'm going to rinse myself off. I did pretty good damage to it, too. Yeah. All right. And I knock and I say, I'm done. Harry allows you back in and offers you a clean, warm towel. I thank him profusely and um, proceed to wipe myself off and dry and everything. He asks if you would like to continue to take a look at the gambling line uh, he does explain that he can tell you who is on board and that they do have some pretty high class names that have joined them I will actually uh, refer to my companions because I will not be doing any gambling wait what Harry just basically asked if you would like to meet the other patrons sure or she okay. looks at Clyde going, you going to be okay? I'm good. I no longer sense any evil at the moment, but I'll probably sense evil later just to see if I keep up with it. You going to go shower? I washed myself off and got a warm uh, towel from this gentleman right here. I don't know where you washed it. yourself off at. Like just in the middle of the deck? Is there like, yeah, there a random on... Oh, there was just a random hose. Okay, that's convenient. No, no, I used the water skin. Oh, Okay. And I'm out on deck, so, you know. Hey, Clyde. Yes. 
I think I saw an apple give me an evil look over in the kitchen. That's quite mean. I thought it was too. You should go. You should go exercise him too. You're 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 not being very nice right now. Why would you say that? Because I was hoping we could get a fruit salad out of it eventually. <laughs> onion isn't a fruit. Tomato <laughs> is, but an onion isn't. Oh great! So now Defibulus is eating the same thing as the Reginald, putting tomatoes <laughs> in a fruit salad. I said an apple this time. Well, at least it's an apple, but an onion in a fruit salad. Onion isn't a fruit, but a tomato I know, is. I'm agreeing with Clyde on this one. <laughs> yeah. I just want to see him smite another piece of produce. Kind of hilarious to watch, you know. I want to know how that onion ended up evil. Did someone curse one onion, like pulled it out of the ground and stubbed his toe and went, Damn you, onion! You're right, I did forget to ask it. You, you did. You did. It could have repented. I tell you, it was just all one bad seed in a lot. The one evil seed. But yes, Kalila will go and meet whoever else the steward wants her to meet. He walks you guys to where the performing center, um, if you guys look at the map on the left-hand side, you'll see a stage with a bunch of sitting areas. Sitting there, you see a younger-looking high elf. Next to him is a slightly older-looking elven female and then on his other side, a very young, beautifully dressed human female. Should I write this stuff down? Because you're going through it pretty quickly. Yeah, I am. Keeping a distance so that the patrons don't hear, he goes. Um, the elf and the female elf are Volin and Belina. They are royal elves or uh, High Elves from the Royal District. He was uh, born into money and has made quite a bundle in working with traders of different types of metals and leathers. He has just recently started to work in the Zeppelin industry. He has two Zeppelins under his name. Both are more traveling merchant warehouses. Between you and me, he does have a bid on the Murdoch itself. I'm not sure all the what the crew has been offered, but I was offered quite a hefty bid to stay on board as the lead Wait, steward. Wait, this thing's for sale? Yes and no. There is a bidding ward going on due to it being a dwarven-owned zeppelin, but the captain is elven. The captain and I are the only two elves that work on board. Hmm. And the young woman, I'm not entirely sure her name, but I do know that Valen had purchased her tickets. And they will be traveling to the purchasing home, and they're going to be placing a bid. And I believe they're working on selling the Murdoch. Wow, that's, that's pretty profound. Didn't know that the thing was for sale, but that's nice, I guess. Kalila honestly wouldn't care about that information, so she's only like half listening to him. So, what's the uh, going rate on a Zeppelin these days? I do know that the last bid that was put on the Murdoch by a dwarf gentleman, I believe he was hitting somewhere in the 500,000 platinum. But that is to purchase 
everything. It's lock, stock, and barrel, I believe is the the city term for it. He would be basically purchasing all rights to all equipment, the drone, the uh, clockwork robots, as well as purchasing the contracts for the crew. Kalila's just going to lean down to Defibulus and be like, is this normal speak for, like, whatever this is? Luxury people? Why are they telling us about a bit? Um, Zeppelins are still pretty rare these days. They're picking up in numbers, but the fact that someone can put down the money to purchase one with all the equipment, crew with it, that's pretty substantial. Do they realize that we don't care? Well, we may not, but someone does. So what, is this just like a blanket speech they tell everybody who comes on board? Well, kinda. It's kind of a, a business thing. This is like a business. This is pretty much a giant luxury business ship. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of par for the course. So pretend to be rich? No. Oh, okay. I come for money. Look how look how I act. Fair enough. So act like you. Got it. Oh, I want to see this. Walking you near the roulette tables, you see multiple men placing bids and gambling quite a bit. And it's not just a few golds, it's several thousand golds at a go. Leading back He's... down to Defibulous, is this how you bid on a Zeppelin? Nah, this is just gambling. Oh, okay. What? What? I thought there was cards involved. Different type of gambling. Oh. You see a halfling, a half-orc, a dwarf, and another elf gambling away. The half-orc seems to be having more money than any half-orc that anyone had ever seen. And he seems to be listening to the halfling of how to bid, when to bid high, when to bid low, as if he is learning. I was gonna say, is there a, uh, one of the automated work people running the table? Yes. Lila's gonna just listen in with her cat ears. It seems as if the halfling and the half-orc are almost splitting their money. As if, like, the halfling has a, an agreement that he's teaching this half-orc how to be, and in his quotes, a fancy man. Based on the orc's pattern of speech, he sounds like he is very rural. But he is dressed in what would be classified as high society. Never seen a fancy orc. Okay. Well, I mean, before we all started traveling together, when was the last time you saw a hug happy paladin running around too? Touche. A few moments pass by and a human joins the table. Slamming down a satchel of gold, he begins to try to outbid everyone. The elf seems particularly irritated and walks off with a slight bow and seems to don a white apron and move into the kitchen area. Who put on a white apron? The elf that was standing there. So he's the chef? Uh, she, and yes. Oh, okay. A female elf. Yep. Right. That's not the elf that was sitting with the other human and male elf, correct? Correct. Okay. A few bids go by, and you hear the half-work call him by name. Cool cat! Why you bed so low? Come on! Let's see these, these shinies go down! I have need to purchase what is term. New shoe. I need new shoe. The halfling chuckles and gives him a nod and goes, you need a new pair of shoes. Baby needs a new pair of shoes. Why baby wear shoes? 
babies should run in field and have stones and feet. Make good feet strong. And this is an orc? Half orc. So I'll tell him in orc. It's a human phrase that <laughs> means nothing important to strong orcs. He gives you a nod and the halfling gives a smile and he goes, Could have said couldn't have said it better myself. Would you like to be tealed in? No, but thank you. I am content with um watching. He nods. They go back to gambling and Terry gives a smile. Well, we do not unfortunately have a live bard, but we did take the time to record some of the best bards we could and get them as wax cylinder recordings. So there will be music tonight if you wish to come up and enjoy a, a fresh meal. According to your tickets, you are in the nobleman suite and you have access to the bar and the casino, as well as the buffet, at any time. Question, Mr. Terry person. Yes, sir. Am I allowed to, like, draw and sketch your aut automatons in the engines? Unfortunately, the engines are part of the storage and cargo, so only members of the Murdoch will be allowed down there. Ah, well, that's a shame. But... He didn't please... say no to the robots! But yes, please, feel free. These are... The top-of-the-line models, the first mate and the rest of the crew spared no expense in purchasing the best of the best. Our engineer also spent years studying under the creators so that he knows exactly how to repair them in every way. Uh, Why would what? he want to sell a Zeppelin? That's a good well, question. Looking around, he kind of pulls you away from the crowd and he goes, well... According to your tickets, you come from the Holy City, so I'm assuming that you have some pull. According to the other people that work here, uh, the captain and the first mate are fighting over a large contract on it. He wants to sell the Zeppelin and get another elf to purchase it so that it can be flown over to a elven high city so that the elves can have the jewel of the sky the that, dwarves that, that, that didn't answer why he want, he's selling a zeppelin I, I, I'm retirement okay. oh okay um, I even though he sense. is even though he is a fairly young captain the murdoch does tend to do straight flights the crews do in full rotations and how it works is the whole crew is on board during the takeoff and landing the rest of the time they rotate in shifts so at any given point there's someone in the cockpit so they we do not have an autopilot system and that is what makes the murdoch so special but it also wears on our crew pretty quickly Kyle's just gonna nod and be quiet since this guy tends to just ramble answers and just look around like she's no longer interested going, I guess we should see where our room is. He goes, absolutely, please, follow me. As he walks you down the the uh, flight of stairs, he begins to explain to you that this um, all accommodations are all the luxury rooms 
are equipped with showers as well as freestanding or uh, as well as lounging tubs so that if you wish to relax you may and if that you need anything that if there's a chime that will summon him so your cap your cabin he walks you to the front of the ship just behind the stairs this is your cabin we have set aside two beds in each room as well as a common room a common room in the center your door can be locked from the inside on both the rooms and the main door. As he walks you in, you can tell that this is... Kalila would have never seen brutes of this quality, or even... Um, it's probably just a bunch of fruit she doesn't know. Yeah, but it's also... The leathers are exquisitely softened and all of the fabrics are either high quality cotton or silk Clyde and Defibulous this would even put your house to shame this would be what a king would have in their home oh cause we're assuming they all came down with me yeah cause Terry is walking you down he shows you where there is a metal a, a shiny metal button that is on the wall if you push this, it will let me know that you need something, and I will come as quickly as I can. I will not. Hey, Clyde. Yes, sir? Are any of the fruits evil? I look at the Fibulous and confront him kind of sternly. It's not really something to joke with when something is evil and it threatens, you know, the people or things that are around them. But I didn't see the onion threaten anyone. You don't know that. That's why I took care of it beforehand. It might have contaminated the other onions, and then everybody that ate might have gotten sick on this entire trip. Here, he gives you a bow and pulls out a small pocket watch. He goes, we should be taking off in a matter of minutes. It is a customary thing to come and watch the takeoff from the casino deck if you'd like to watch the takeoff. But I'm going to detect evil anyway. <laughs> and tell no one and tell no one detect evil and tell no one just in case Defibulous was right there is no evil well Kalila's still going to at least walk into the room and look around since Terry was at least like it'll be soon and I don't know how much Kalila cares about their traditions, but she does want to be at least kind of respectful, so. He gives you a bound, escorts, he uh, leaves, basically, just leaving you, showing you how to lock the door, and then leaves. All right, well, she's going to look at her spider and go, all right, pick a room. <sighs> oh, am I supposed to pick for your spider? No, I'm going to roll a die and pick for my spider, and I will investigate the room Hugen pick. All right. Before you enter in, I need a perception check. 17. With a 17, you begin to look around. You see you see a large window that has metal shutters on it, blocking out the light. You see some speakers in the top of the roof, or on top of the ceiling, playing soft piano music. Your eyes continue to move down, and then you see something you would not have expected. There's a person sitting 
on the bed. Pixie, would you please describe your character? So you've got a young woman in her early 30s, uh, average height, average build, brown hair, brown eyes, nothing extraordinary about her. She's wearing dark gray leathers and boots and has her hair pulled up in a bun. She's reclining on the bed, reading a black book, and uh, has kind of no care in the world at the moment. Maurice? Human. Okay, so she okay. So Kalila pretty much just stops in the door, you know, walking around, slow pace, step, step, spies her, and is just like, do we have the wrong room or do you have the wrong room? Uh, upon that, uh, Clyde is gonna come over because it's like, wait, did she just say somebody else is here? Recently? Yeah, you guys could loudly hear Kalila just have that pause of, or do we have the wrong room or do you? You're Kalila, yeah? She's just gonna blink for a moment and be like, yes? Nicodemus sent me. Here. And she's going to hand over a scroll that contains a letter of introduction. I will take the scroll and, and, and play the whole, like, look at the scroll, look at her, look at the scroll, look at her. Sniff the scroll to see if it smells like Nicodemus. It smells like Nicodemus. Okay, well, it smells like a rat scholar. She just opens up the scroll to read it. And it is just simply a, yes, I sent her. And that was that's literally all it is, is yes, I sent her, Nicodemus. Well, I would expect honestly no less from him she just hands the scroll to Clyde and be like who are you my name is Faye why did Nicodemus send you his note didn't tell us anything he just said yes of course the note didn't say anything I'm your new teammate Clyde Defibulous we have a new friend please explain further Explain what? You have a new teammate. Clyde's gonna step out of the way. When Clyde walks in, she's gonna go, Clyde, Faye, Faye, Clyde, and hand Clyde the scroll. Clyde reads cool, hands it back to Faye, and says, read what it says, and this would be why I'm asking to explain further. Yeah, I already told her all it says was yes. Take the scroll back, set it back aside. I'm aware, and that's as much as I know. I'm your new teammate. Did he send you with any new orders? Keep you out of trouble. We get in trouble if she looks over at Defibulous. Hey, what'd I do this time? I don't know, but apparently we get in trouble. Um, Clyde's gonna look at Defibulous and at, um, <laughs> Clyde and be like, yes. Don't you remember uh, explosions? They weren't. We didn't get in trouble for that. Nope, we didn't. No one cared, actually. You guys get in trouble. No one cared. And also, which set of explosions are you talking about, sir? Don't, don't ask that question. That's my point. All of them have been legitimate explosions. Yeah, actually, when you ran up and then learned that it was the skeleton army at the bridge, you agreed with us. Yep. You kind of, like, pardoned us, almost. You're like, all right, that's fair. And Grandpa didn't didn't particularly mind. I, I helped remodel that corner of the bar for him, either. 
he still made us pay for the bill, though. No, the Holy City paid for it. You got a fair point there. And he got business, more business out of it, so it worked out better in the end. Wait, how did you get here, looking back at, at Faye suddenly? Wait, who are we talking to? Her! Oh, hi. Hello. She probably walked here. I mean, you know, on her feet. Yeah, but with the windbag of Terry that he is, I'm pretty sure he would have mentioned your other party member or friend is here. And he didn't. Do you have a ticket? <laughs> ticket, please. I don't believe that's her job. You know, she has a point there. I mean, that is true, but part of our job as the three of us would be to make sure that you know, everything is cohesive and we know exactly what's going on. He didn't send you a chalk, did he? A what? Piece of chalk. Did he send a piece of chalk with you? Not specifically as such, but I keep chalk upon my person. I wasn't asking if you had like, a ticket. Just I was thinking if you didn't, we'd have to tie a rope to you so that they throw you overboard that we can keep you from hitting the ground with, with a big thud. Effective as always. Yep. Rope is very effective. Okay, so you're with us. You know we're going to Godspell. Yes. Do you know what we're doing at Godspell? Only in the briefest of terms. What did he tell you? <laughs> Why don't you remind me, and we'll make sure we're on the same page. Mm, I would have to say you would need to tell us first. Kalila's going to come up and sniff Faye. And see if she smells like the rat scholar. Um, she is a mix of not only the Undercity, a strange scent of algae and, like, stale water. And she also smells of the rat scholar and the Institute itself. Well, I don't think she's lying, Clyde. I believe she's been with the rat scholar. I have a perfect solution to figure out if she's on if she's on the level, guys. Okay. The Fubus will walk up to her. Do these boot, bear, bear boots look good on me or not? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Very fetching. Ah, I trust her. She's on a level. Did it have something to do with sacred objects or not? Yes, something about a bone guy. Alright, she's on the level. I already determined that. I was just confiding. She said something about the bone god. She looks at Clyde being like, there's kind of good evidence there. Well, wait a minute. What's to say she doesn't serve the bone god, but she already said the boots look good, so I trust her. How about it, Paladin? Am I good or bad? Uh, yet to be determined. If only you had some kind of strange and godlike ability to determine if someone was evil or not. I, I uh, just... Some way of just detecting it. She said good or e. I mean, she said good or bad. She didn't say evil. There are still bad people that aren't evil. <laughs> I am not starting that conversation again. We're not getting into that again, but that was a good one. Plus, I already did that, remember? When, you know, seeing yeah. me to myself. Yeah, and you didn't detect any evil. Correct. Doesn't mean she's not bad. You get a pass. 
not suspicious of a random creepy dude carving runes sitting at the edge of it in the heart of a cursed swamp in front of a, a, a nasty puddle of fountain goo and you at least give it the benefit of the doubt of being nice but a suspicious woman laying in your bed is Wasn't not in my bed. whoa listen in my bed hey no hey 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 it's in my bed Oh, wait, it's my bed. I claimed this room. Well, no, it's a spare bed. Technically, she would be sleeping in either your bed or Hugin's bed, unless he's just suiting to sleep on the floor. He might have nested on the ceiling. He's a spider. He makes his own bed. But all right, you have a point. She was hiding in my bed. Or my bedroom? Well, I have no more questions. This, whatever. Kalila's just gonna go get a piece of fruit and go back upstairs. Well, they did say that they wanted to lift off soon and people gather, so let's go and do that for the time being. Sounds like a plan. We'll get to know you, I guess, on this nice luxury liner. What is this called? Zeppelin? Zeppelin. Luxury Zeppelin. I have always preferred the term dirigible. Whatever it is. As you all arrive on the casino deck, you see the captain, the first mate, the navigator, and the engineer all salute as they go down into the engine room. A few minutes pass, and you hear the sounds of the engines kicking on. And you start to feel that strange sensation as you lift off. You watch the ground slowly shrink, shrink, shrink until the people look like ants on the ground below you. Oh, Kalila is totally watching that as an eager cat would, practically face against the window watching. As you watch, you start to see the land slowly fade off as you begin to move over the ocean itself. And as you all watch this happen, we will end this episode. Well, 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 me friends, it seems as if Clyde is not quite easily taken by this Miss Fay. The Fibulous, on the other hand, seems to be, if you compliment his bear shoes, he will accept you. And Kalila always seems to have a wary eye on those she just meets. But the agents must rest, as must I, and the moon is high. And that means that is all the time we have for this meeting. And as always, me friends, may the dice gods bless your every role. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at WhatTheDicePod, Twitter at WhatTheDicePod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 